0: This is the multi-voice text-to-speech podfic reading of Neon Moon by Crethes, composed by Burning Aurora. Chapter 1. Save a Horse The Neon Moon was a poorly kept secret, like Vegas's seemingly thousands of speakeasies. It stood innocuous, tucked behind a few other buildings. A standalone casino, a dancewear shop, an adult novelty store distinguishable only by the bright pink and yellow moon and name displayed in classic neon tubes. Unlike some of the other places of its like, the neon moon did not advertise. Flyers weren't passed out, promotional wristbands weren't hocked, and you'd never find their drinks on a Groupon or Voucher pub crawl. It stood on its own, somehow profitable despite its end strip location, the fierce competition, and the, in Sirius' opinion, presumptive self-importance. Sirius thought it was going to be a bust, but James insisted and, as it was his stag night, Sirius had no choice. It wasn't that he minded going to a strip club. Quite the opposite, actually. But he was, decently, fresh out of a, sort of, long-term relationship, and the idea of watching muscle-bound men or pretty twinks twirl around on stage was not as appealing as it once might have been. Neon Moon wasn't officially for a gay audience but the majority of the people Sirius saw in queue. There was a queue for a strip club? Were men. Decently attractive men, too. Sirius caught the eye of one or two as they approached the door and quietly preened under the attention, however brief. Their group didn't need to wait with the peasantry, of course. In Las Vegas, money could get you anything, and tonight, anything James Potter wanted was Sirius's, and his wallet's command. Frank was the planning type and had reserved a coveted, front row table. There was apparently another room for later, but Sirius wasn't so sure they'd make it until later, the way they'd been carrying on. But as they sat down, it was like there was a glaring they've got money sign above their heads, and a brunette waitress immediately dropped another table to attend to them. First time? She asked with a knowing smile across her candy-red lips. How do you guess? James asked rubbing the back of his neck sheepishly. It was an endearing gesture, and women loved it. You're early. The waitress. Candy, her name tag read. Informed.
1: Wait. Oh my god, are you from Britain?
0: Yeah, London. James beamed up at her. He was surprisingly coherent for having been on a mostly liquid diet since brunch at the Eggslut. Sirius was keeping him watered, of course, and would occasionally shove a protein bar his way. If he dies under
1: your watch, Black.
0: To make sure he wasn't going to pass out or pass away, but they'd kept up a steady stream of shots and drinks throughout the day. Candy asked the usual, boring questions, how long were they in town, what's the occasion, and can they please say aluminium and garage? James, Peter, and Frank were much better sports than Sirius was, He was so tired of parroting lines back at people, and Peter's courage earned him what looked suspiciously like an American phone number. Sirius looked around the room while Peter bought them a round of crown to start. Candy had said they were early, but there was a dancer already on the main stage, spinning around the pole to the beat of something that might be a dance version of Toxic. The rest of the club looked, for the most part, disinterested as they filled in seats, and Sirius wondered what they were waiting for if anything. This place could be a waste of time. Sure, the place was getting decently full very quickly, but they were cultured men with discerning tastes. Well, Sirius and Frank were cultured and discerning. Peter and James were a bit all over the place. Unclench, James whispered against his ear, laughing as Sirius jumped in his seat. Candy said we would come on a good night, actually. They have a special
2: dancer on the weekends. And double shots of Crown Royal are on special, too, apparently.
0: Peter added, gesturing to the plastic placard on their table with the advertisement. That would explain his choice, then. Peter was a thrifty sort and could always sniff out the best deal. Not that it mattered because Sirius was, to put it mildly, filthy fucking rich with fuck all to spend it on, allegedly a cause of his recentish breakup, but he was sure Peter and Frank's pocketbooks appreciated his contributions thus far. To Sirius, the moon was the limit where James was concerned. It's not technically the weekend, Sirius pointed out, because he could and because he wasn't wrong. Frank levied a behave look at him and guilt overwhelmed the annoyance at being openly ogled by the men and women around them, at heads turning their way when their accents clocked. Right. Sirius took a deep breath and wrapped his arm around James's broad shoulders, bringing him in close to plant a firm kiss on his forehead. So we're buying you. Eight lap dances, then? Yes. Frank laughed, quickly followed by a protest from Peter.
2: Maybe seven. Lils is at Sapphire and Flo was not shy about withdrawing all that cash from the ATM. Seven
1: it is. Anything you want, Jamie my love. We're in Sin City. Anything's possible.
0: It coaxed a smile as bright as the fucking sun out of him and Sirius couldn't help but be caught up in the sudden wave of James's infectious excitement and joy. They were in town for nearly two weeks to celebrate James finally getting Lily to say yes to marriage, and Sirius was well happy for him. James was his best friend, his brother, his confidant. He'd do anything for James. The lights shifted and dimmed further over the floor to light up the stage dramatically. Silence fell through the crowd and held for three, four, Five seconds before someone in the back whistled. Then there was what can only be described as man-made fanfare, a grating sound of impending something. Sirius couldn't help it. He grimaced and looked imploringly at Frank. Because, really, was this place the best place they could think of to bring James? A metallic ping twanged, the spotlight honed in on the left side of the stage and a man walked out to the beat of the thrumming bass line. No, not a man. A fucking god. He was tall. Christ, how long were his legs? And tan and had. Oh, fuck. Long, curly hair under his honest-to-god cowba hat. He was in sinfully tight jeans and a white button-up and fucking chaps, and he just... Sirius's jaw dropped, and he whipped his head around to gawk at James. Oh. My. God, thought you'd like him, Frank added cheerfully, laughing when Sirius pushed his face, blocking his view away. You knew? I told you I'd researched this place, Frank said simply with a little shrug. He might have said something else, but Sirius' attention was now fully snagged by the man on stage. The crowd clearly loved him. Was he the special dancer? The man looked his way and Sirius swallowed hard his mouth suddenly dry, panicking. When he realized it was because James handed him a twenty-dollar bill, Sirius felt like throttling him. But oh, the dancer's eyes were gorgeous under the shadow of his hat brim. What's your name? James boldly shouted, making Sirius cringe. The man smiled, winked, and started to unbuckle his belt, adorned with a massive brass and silver belt buckle. John! He answered in a deep voice that wrapped itself right around Sirius's dick. God, how hard up was he, to be feeling like this? Sure, he hadn't technically had sex since Evan ended things. But it wasn't because he was feeling sorry for himself. And it definitely wasn't because Evan had listed his obscene and concerning sex drive as one of the 28 reasons he was breaking up with Sirius. Definitely not. He was just. Busy. Planning James's wedding. Yeah. He didn't even like Evan that much. John seemed so tame a name for a stripper, but it suited him. It was understated. Attractive. Manly. Sirius watched him move, fluid and erotic as fuck, across the stage, fairly certain he was drooling. He wiped his mouth just in case and tossed back the, oh, double shot of crown, like in the song. John clearly owned the platform using the entire area to make sure every patron felt seen. Under his shirt was a white muscle tank and Sirius choked on his drink. When and how and from whom had he gotten another? At the dark ink on the swell of his bicep. Sirius couldn't make it out from the distance, but it looked like an animal, maybe.
2: Oh, he's coming back for ya,
0: Sirius. Peter snickered as he nudged Sirius with his elbow like he wasn't watching John stalk toward him like the world's sexiest predator. John stopped right at the stage edge and crouched and yes, it was a horse on his arm, and Sirius could see the beginnings of sweat beating on his neck, and... James. Sirius squawked when he saw James stand up, grinning like the chaos entity he was. James. Hey there, John said, leaning in while James tucked a fifty. Who let him have a fifty? into the split flies of John's fucking jeans. John rolled his hips into it, met James's wicked grin, and stood up so slowly and sensually that Sirius thought he might actually die. Hang on to this for me, would you? John pulled off his tank and tossed it to James, who proudly handed it to Sirius. Fuck, it even smelled good, like cedar and leather, and the tiniest bit like cigarette smoke. Sirius heard himself whine and covered his face with his hands which were holding the fucking shirt. And well, he'd committed now, hadn't he? This was not going as planned. He was supposed to be cool, calm, and collected. But he had a thing for tall, tan men. I'm a thoroughbred, that's what she said, in the back of my truck bed as I was getting... Oh, that's why it's Save a Horse. Pete! James cackled, clutching his ribs. Do you think he's an actual cowboy? Frank asked, tapping his chin thoughtfully. Who cares? Sirius hissed. They were distracting him.
2: Right, you'd like to ride him anyway. Bets
0: on if he's gay. Sirius scowled and glared at Peter. I will strangle
1: you with this shirt if you do not shut the fuck up.
0: An ultimately harmless threat, but it did make Peter flinch a little. Oh, ease up, Sirius. James teased, throwing an arm over his shoulder and gently headbutting him. We're just not used to seeing you with a crush. It's not a... Oh my fucking god. John's jeans were gone, and so was the fucking plot from Sirius's head. He never wanted to bury his face between a man's thighs more than he did now. Scratch that. John hopped onto the shiny metal pole's center stage and climbed it like Sirius wanted to climb him. He wrapped his legs around it, squeezed, and rolled his body until he was bent over backwards, holding on by the grace of his quads and core strength. Damn the four of them chorused. Peter was straight and Frank was mostly straight, but that was just a feat of pure erotic athleticism. I wonder what workout program he does. James mused as he draped himself across Sirius's side. His hair tickled Sirius's nose, but all Sirius could think about was the ink that was now visible on John's thigh and how he needed to see it up close, and maybe trace it with his tongue. The song ended and Sirius felt personally attacked by it especially when some other guy came up to take over for John. This one was more slender, fox-faced, and ginger. His song started up and Sirius looked around for John. He was just taking a water break, right? He'd be back, right? Get a hold of yourself, Black. He was being pathetic. He needed to get a grip and sort himself before he made an arse of himself. Be right back. James said far too loudly for being right next to Sirius's ear and hopped up. Frey. Already going. Frank laughed and followed James's seemingly nonsensical weaving through the crowd. After their first night in a casino where James had been lured into the high roller room by a very convincing host, they were keeping a close eye on him. Should we let up on the teasing? Peter asked gently before thanking a waitress who brought by five cocktails for the four of them. Maybe there was another special on. Wouldn't want James to go thirsty. It was kind of him to ask, and Sirius felt a drop of his ire melt away. No, that's... Pete. Peter.
1: Why are there five drinks?
0: Hm? No reason. Peter grinned wide and threw a few dollars on stage for the performer. Sirius followed suit, because he wasn't rude and it's not that poor guy's fault that he couldn't hold a candle to the gorgeous, golden. Good fucking God, John was coming this way. With James. And Frank. And there were five cocktails. Peter. John was still as bare as he'd been on stage, clad only a neckerchief, his hat, tiny navy briefs, and his cowboy boots. Frank wasn't a small man, but John stood nearly a full head above him and up close, he was almost too much to behold.
2: Losing Moonlight, Starshine. So I've bought number one, James announced. And since I love you so much, have I mentioned how much recently? No? Shame, that? Right. Since you
0: are the love of my life. Hush, just go with it. I am gifting him to you. Sirius blinked. Bought? prostitution was definitely illegal in Vegas. And just because John was a stripper didn't mean he did that. He seemed shy. John said, nice and slow in a way that had Sirius clenching his thighs. He didn't know where to look, there was just so much of him. He's really not. Hmm. John looked Sirius up and down, and Sirius tried to school his expression into something that wasn't half terrified, a quarter confused, and half turned on. The math was definitely off on that, but who could think when in the presence of an Adonis? How about this? He began placing his hands on James's shoulders to gently guide him into his chair.
3: It's your money, your dance. If the love of your life likes what he sees and decides he wants to say hello, then he can pay for his own. Sirius bit back the instinctive
0: hello that bubbled up his throat. A dance? Oh, a lap dance. Right. That was a thing people did. Normal. He could watch this. He could exist next to this. Definitely not a problem. John settled himself in James's lap, facing him, a coy little smirk on his mouth while the current song ended. James didn't seem to mind the change to his half-baked plan, not that Sirius expected him to. James was as pansexual as they came, and Lily was no different. They weren't specifically poly, but, ah, uh, extracurricular activities weren't off-limits as long as they discussed them beforehand. Sirius didn't think James was actually going to do anything like that tonight. James liked to share with her more than he liked to go stag, but he knew that with the permission of his lily flower, James would be a lot more uninhibited. As it stood, John was firmly in James's lap, and fuck if they didn't look good together, John's tan skin and muscled body up next to James's bronze own. James was much broader than the dancer, but they fit really well together. This is for you. James said, handing John the fifth cocktail. A gentleman, John remarked as he took a sip. Is this your first club? Sirius wasn't expecting there to be so much small talk, but he wasn't complaining. John's accent was hypnotizing, a honeyed, simmering, sort of drawl Sirius had only really heard in movies or on television. He'd listened to him read the ingredients on the back of a shampoo bottle. First American one, yeah. James tossed back the contents of his own
2: cocktail. Where are you from? You don't sound like everyone else here.
0: James, Sirius hissed. God. John didn't look offended, though, just laughed quietly.
3: Yeah, I'm not from Nevada. I'm from a little town in Texas. So you're a real cowboy, then?
0: Peter, the idiot asked. Sirius suddenly wished for a hem-sized hole to open and swallow him up so he didn't have to endure this level of embarrassment in front of someone like John.
3: Why don't you stick around, and y'all can decide if I'm a real cowboy or not? John offered lightly. He smirked, and Sirius wanted to lick his
0: slightly crooked canines, find out what they felt like digging into his. Enough. You're being creepy. And weird. And sad. He told himself firmly. The next song started up, and James grinned. Am I allowed to touch you? I'd be offended if you didn't, gorgeous. John's smirk never wavered, and Sirius had a sudden yearning to be pinned under it like James was. James, who was well-matched for confidence and bravado against this statuesque creature. That's my cue, John said and started to move. Sirius knew his mouth was open. He did. It was dry and he couldn’t close it if he wanted to, because if the man had looked good on stage, he was effortlessly fluid, molten gold in James’s lap. Sirius wasn’t the jealous sort, especially when it came to people he wasn’t even involved with. But a spike of it stabbed him in the gut, watching James watching John. There was a hunger there that Sirius was all too familiar with. What’s a few dozen sexual favors traded between friends in their wayward youth, Or less wayward young adulthood? and James's hands weren't shy. John moved like he was born to dance, every line of his body graceful and erotic, down to the bend of his knee and the curl of his fingers into James's disastrous hair. When James's hands boldly landed on his arse, John huffed a laugh and arched into his touch, pressing against his hands. Up close, Sirius could see his tattoos better. The one on his thigh depicted the realistic side profiles of a mean-looking bull and a wolf surrounded by blue flowers Sirius felt he should recognize, but didn't. When John's muscles flexed under his thighs, the effect on the tattoo was mesmerizing. The other one, on his bicep, was a horse, blue, black, and gray, emerging as if from smoke. Stag Sirius clued into the tail end of James's answer to some question. Or maybe he just offered that up willingly. Leave it to James to talk during a lap dance.
3: Um, and is the missus-to-be gonna be mad that you have a lap full of genuine Texas cowboy? John asked over his shoulder and rolled his fucking briefs down just enough to reveal
0: more of that mouth-watering trail of hair. I knew it! Peter hissed. James laughed and grabbed John's hips as the dancer straddled his lap. She'll just be cross she wasn't here to see it. Oh, it's like that, then? Sirius wished they'd both shut the fuck up. He was about to combust. Watching James make small talk shouldn't be this hot, but his skin felt too tight and his clothes, definitely his trousers, too constricting. He wanted, so, so badly, to be in his place, or, even better, between them, the slaggy pale filling to this gold and bronze sandwich of muscled man. And what about your friend? The love of your life? Sirius heard John purr against James's jaw. He looks pretty jealous to me. Oh, he's got a massive. James Henry Potter. Sirius interrupted sharply, drawing John's attention. So you can speak? Well, he could. Just like that, the words left his mouth and Sirius occupied the useless cavern with another drink Saint Frank of the hopeless twats bestowed unto
3: him. Usually can't get him to shut up. Loves to hear himself talk. If I sounded like him, I would, too, John said, causing
0: Sirius's heart to skip a score of beats and go tumbling down whatever staircase lived in his chest, crashing down in his stomach before jolting back into his throat. Careful, you'll give him a big head, James warned. John leaned all the way back against James's chest, ground his arse back into his groin, and looked Sirius dead in the eye.
3: I thought you said he already has a massive cock. If the
0: ground could just swallow him up, Sirius would really appreciate it. The center of the earth couldn't be so bad. He didn't hate hot weather, and it would have to be cooler than he was right now, with flaming cheeks and a tight chest. He met James's eyes, saw him battle with himself to rein everything back in and stop being such a little shit, and exhaled slowly when he saw James's reasonable self take the helm. He'll have to confirm that himself, James said. John grinned and Sirius really didn't want to be swallowed by the earth anymore. Maybe John. Definitely John. He felt like a rabbit being tracked by a fox. But maybe getting eaten wouldn't be such a bad thing. Let's hope he does. John rolled against James again as the song ended and stood gracefully.
3: Boss man says you have a VIP room. Normally I'd let Candy take you over. John flicked
0: his eyes up and down Sirius's body and Sirius swallowed hard. Y'all are
3: fun. Come on. I'll show you where it is, but then I've got another group who booked me months ago. Months? Jesus. They
0: followed him through the club, and though Sirius was aware of other dancers around him and could acknowledge the flashing lights and pounding music, his focus was honed in on the long line of John's back. There were more tattoos there. A dog. More of those flowers a date in Roman numerals, and the swell of his arse in his briefs. Still, the walk cleared his head some, and by the time they reached the room, he no longer felt out of his depth. The VIP room was rather nice, actually, low but strategically lit to be flattering and to draw attention to the pole in the middle of the room, gleaming silver on a platform that looked like it might spin. There were couches, leather, serious noticed and a nice table that already had a bottle of champagne in a bucket of ice. Without prompting, John took the bottle, popped the cork, and poured a measure effortlessly into a flute for James. For our groom to be. He doled out one for each of them and handed Sirius's over last. Their fingers brushed on the pass and just like that, Sirius was back under. He had never been affected this way by anyone in his entire life. He'd slept with probably at least a hundred people by this point. Gorgeous people. People objectively more attractive than John the Cowboy Stripper. But something about him kept drawing Sirius in and holding him underwater, and he found that he didn't want to resurface. They toasted James in typical, melodramatic fashion. Sirius got his voice back when John left to, Sirius assumed, go to the other group he was assigned to, and suddenly it was like there was air in the room again. The biggest distraction on earth gone, and his semi with it, Sirius was free to wax poetic, and vaguely erotic, about his best friend, and brought James nearly to tears with his heartfelt speech. Peter and Frank decided they were going to go back onto the main floor to spend more of Sirius's money, not that he cared, and James quickly sprawled out on the couch with his head in Sirius's lap. You're the best. I love you so much,
2: James sang. And you look so fit tonight. You should try to pull.
0: What's it been, ages? Sirius rolled his eyes and carted his fingers through James's messy hair. He'd been wondering when all the drinks would finally start to hit. James was built like a fucking tank, but even a tank could take on water.
1: Yeah. It's been a bit. But I'm not going to. It's your stag party.
0: Foot. James reached up to grab Sirius's face between his two warm hands and pulled him down until their noses touched. It
2: would be a crime for you to go unfucked when you look this good. Lil said no crimes.
0: Don't do a crime. Oh yeah? Or what? Or I'll arrest you. Sirius cocked a brow and head-butted James gently. You're
1: not a police officer, Jim. You're a nurse. It's Vegas. I
2: can be whatever I want. James turned his head and laughed. Oi, hey, hi, ha, howdy, John. Can I be a cowboy?
0: Sirius winced and slowly lifted his head to see John standing next to the table with a bottle of bourbon in his hands. Rather than looking offended, John just looked
3: amused and shrugged. Don't quite look the part, I'm afraid, James. James pouted. You're right. I need a hat and
0: a belt buckle. Do you think Lils would let me wear a cowboy hat to our wedding? You know, I'll ask her. Sirius met John's eyes and matched his smile, feeling a little shy but less flustered. He put on jeans, which made it far easier
3: to look at his lovely eyes. Jim, my love, it looks like your friend John has brought you a gift. Nothing but the best for my lifelong bosom pal. John
0: joked with a wink. It was the best. Top shelf bourbon that, at a place like this had to have cost at least $300 for the bottle service they were now getting from John. Didn't he have another group to get to? Didn't matter. He was here now, and Sirius wasn't going to look a gift horse in the mouth. He poured them each a shot and knelt down in front of the couch to hold James's for him. Does he swallow? John asked with a quick flick of his eyes up at Sirius. Sirius nearly choked on his inhale.
3: Ah. Oh, did I misread?
0: "'Nope,' James interrupted. "'I mean yep. I mean we've
2: fucked. This one and me. Lots, actually. Loads. Ha. Loads. I know, I don't why he thought I was worth all the romancing and foreplay either when he looks like all that, but to answer your question, Cowboy John, yes.
0: I swallow.' James, still flat on his back with his head firmly in Sirius's crotch, still managed to have all the confidence—' and pride of a much more coordinated man. Spitting is for quitters. Wise words, John agreed, and carefully tipped the shot into James's open mouth. James licked his fingers, and John chuckled. You're a bit of trouble, ain't ya? You have no idea. Sirius murmured, thumping James on the forehead.
2: S. Y. Lil's has to marry me. Make an honest man out of me. Keep me from doing crimes. Put a baby in me. You know Wife stuff.
0: Oh my god, James. Sirius grimaced. He's not. He's cute, John said, waving off Sirius's apology. He handed Sirius another shot, poured one for himself, and smiled. No any good toasts? Nope, James answered for him. His posh.
2: They say stuff like to another quarter of financial success and some weird shit in Latin
0: or French and they can
2: last hours.
0: They don't last hours. The longest one Sirius remembered was 42 minutes. His Uncle Pollux could go on a tear when he'd been drinking. Which was always. John, still crouched on the ground at an eye-level Sirius, was glad to be interrupted by James's big head, laughed.
3: I got ya. Here. You gotta look me in the eyes, though. He prompted. Seven years of bad sex, right? Wouldn't want that.
0: I've got plans. John purred. Sirius genuinely didn't know if he was just putting it on him as an act to get a bigger tip, and oh, how he'd love to give him a big tip of some sort, but it was fucking working, and he didn't care. Isn't that why people came to strip clubs in the first place, to have the attention of a beautiful person and feel seen? When Sirius met John's eyes, were they gold? John raised his shot glass. Salud, amot, pesetas y tiempo para disfrutarlos. Part of Sirius's brain just ceased to function. He didn't know Spanish beyond the typical one-off words, tasias, potfabot, bano, but it was similar to French and there was love in there in time. Sirius, you have to swallow. James reminded him from the vicinity of his dick, which was probably jabbing him in the back of the neck and keeping him from falling asleep, an anti-nodding-off knob, if you will. Piss off. Sirius laughed held John's gaze, and knocked the shot back cleanly.
3: Well, boys, John sighed as he stood back up. It's been fun. But like I said, I've got to go say hi to a bachelorette party, but if y'all need anything, boss man's in that sparkly jacket out front. He'll take care of you. No, John, James whined, reaching for him pitifully.
0: John laughed, long and loud, and gave James's hand a little squeeze.
3: If you're that sad just come back tomorrow. I don't do advance bookings on Saturdays, so maybe we'll all get lucky. Y'all have a good night. You'll have a good night.
0: He winked, made Sirius's entire body melt with one final flash of his crooked smile, and left the room. Sirius. Yeah, James. You wanna fuck him. James. Your mouth can tell lies, but thy dick tells no tales. James declared reaching up to tap Sirius's lips with his bourbon-damp fingers as he rubbed the back of his head against Sirius's not-at-all-soft dick. I leave you alone for five minutes, and you've gotten him pissed. Frank laughed. He walked in with two dancers, a man and a woman, who looked similar enough to be siblings, or twins, even. Still with us, James. James sat upright and nodded, smiling broadly at the new people. Hi, I'm James. Sirius met Frank's eyes and they shared a fond look. James was a handful, alright, but he was their handful. Frank explained that these were to be his second and third lap dances of the night, and maybe a combination fourth if they were game, and Sirius excused himself to the lav and to make sure Peter wasn't actually spending all of his cash. Satisfied Peter wasn't getting hustled into paying for extravagant, or illegal, services, Sirius looked around. The place had really filled up, and there wasn't an empty table or chair in the place. A flirty, husky laugh snared his attention, and, like a dog to his master, Sirius whipped his head around to see John, of course, letting a woman with bride across her shirt examine his belt buckle.
3: Yeah, she's waiting for me back at my place, probably bored out of her mind. Can't exactly bring her here, John was saying. Oh yeah, of course she's gorgeous. Patient, too. She doesn't care that I'm out all night, nah. Sirius's heart sank. Well, fuck.
0: Maybe John was just acting and pretending to flirt with Sirius for a bit of money. Not that it worked. Sirius hadn't handed the man a single dollar bill. Shit, where was his self-respect? Under the doormat at Evan Rosier's penthouse where Evan stomped on it. Where was his head at? playing the 28 reasons Evan listed when he broke up with him on loop. He was better than this. He wasn't. He wouldn't pine after a man he'd barely said two words to. He would. Oi, Sirius. Peter's voice at his shoulder made Sirius jump near out of his skin.
2: Jim's down for the count, so we're headed back to the Bellagio. You coming,
0: or... Sirius didn't miss Peter's not so glance at John, giving the bride-to-be a lap dance. She wasn't touching him, he couldn't help but notice, but maybe she just didn't want to. No, I'm coming. Sirius tore his eyes away from John and his beautiful, toned, tattooed back, and gave himself a little shake. Don't fall in love with a stripper had seemed like rude and ridiculous advice from Flo when they'd all left for the club, but now it seemed sound. He plastered a smile on his face and slung his arm around Peter's shoulders.
1: Let's go put our boy to bed the lightweight.
0: Breakfast the next morning was a quiet, muted affair. The girls had also had a wild night, and day, of drinking and carrying on, and though the eggs Benedict in front of him looked delicious, Sirius couldn't bring himself to eat. Alice, it appeared, did not have that problem, and was the only source of sound at the table, talking away about this, that, and the other, Sirius couldn't be arsed to pay attention, Not when a herd of elephants with tambourines stampeded through his head. God, they were only in their mid-ish twenties. When did drinking become so rude? Sirius. Sirius snapped his head up with a swear and a wince. Yes, Alice.
2: Only been calling your name for three minutes. Frank told me that you developed a crush on one of the dancers.
0: Sirius shot a venomous look at the impassive trader Frank that was reflected in the mirror finish of Frank's aviators, and groaned. Don't tell me you've forgotten, James' stage whispered, finally lifting his head from Lily's shoulder. He definitely hadn't forgotten about the dancer. John. Tall, tan, and Texan. Triple T, Texas T? That sounded like a thing. Memories of his laugh and the bob of his Adam's apple as he drank. The ripple of his muscles and the smell of his tank top, which James had been kind enough to keep and bring back for Sirius, haunted Sirius all night, and not even his gasping, sticky dreams or frantic, panting showers could shake it loose. It's not a crush. He's fit. He's paid to be fit. That's all. Liar! James announced, brandishing a piece of bacon at him. Lils, he couldn't even speak to him. He was all. James made an exaggerated panting face. And? Followed by a fluttering of his eyelashes. And then poked me with his dick. Lily snorted and looked appraisingly at Sirius. You poked my husband with your dick? Wouldn't be the first time,
1: Red. Sirius retorted smoothly. And he's not your husband yet. Anyway. No. He put his head where it didn't belong, so that's on him.
0: So you admit you wanted to fuck the stripper? Peter chimed. Oh, so now they were all chatty and awake. Just Sirius's fucking luck. No, that wasn't just his un-fuck-me-face, James insisted. It
2: sounds like we need to see this for ourselves.
0: Flo late to the party with big black sunglasses and a bloody Mary in hand, and a grinning Mary's hand in her other said. Sirius shoved his plate away and buried his face in his arms on the tabletop. Doesn't matter. He's straight.
1: I always fall for the straight ones.
0: So you admit you fell? James whispered excitedly. You don't know he's straight. Frank pointed out. Sirius scowled. He said his gorgeous,
1: fun girlfriend was waiting at home for him, and if he likes girls, he's as good as straight. Oi. Don't oi me, James. I'm heartbroken. I'm allowed to say problematic things.
0: Lily reached across the table to pat his hand consolingly. That settles it then. What settles what now? Lily had that look on her face. Sirius rarely benefited from that look. Lily smiled, all innocence and freckled betrayal. We'll all go back tonight. Red, no. Sirius cast a pleading look James's way, but his smart remark earlier seemed to have tipped the scales in favor of Lily today. Fuck.